Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. I got to tell you, today is a miraculous day because Jesus is still on the throne. He is still king. He is still Lord, and he is still coming. I can say it no plainer. I only have a few minutes that I want to share with you today, but I really want to talk to the men. If by chance the men are listening to this message, I encourage you to heed these words. You know, when God created the earth, he had a certain plan that he was following. By creating the earth, he was following through on the plans that he made. But when he made man, he followed through on a perfect plan. You see, everything God made, including the man, he saw it to be good. But there was something about the man that God created because everything before man was called into existence. Man was the very thing that he took time to make with his hands. So therefore, man is a perfect being in God's eyes, or he was a perfect being in God's eyes. Here's what I'm talking about. In Genesis 2, in chapter 7, chapter 2, verse 7, where it says the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He formed him. He shaped him. He cut out every notch, every division, every split, everything that a man is today. God put it there. He placed it there. He meant for it to be there. Everything that the man has was already in him when God created him. He had a brain. He had a throat. He had a larynx. He had a heart. He had ribs. He had an intestinal system. He had a circulatory system. But that meant nothing until God breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. Even the blood that was in the man was 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 not even, not even a purpose until the breath went into his nostrils that God breathed life into him, did even the blood come to life. Then the heart began to pump the blood that was alive. Then the organs began to function to support the heart that gave a uh, uh, blood flow to the brain so that the body be could, could become a living being. And God saw that his creation was made perfect, absolutely without a doubt, flawless. Man was made. And so by God doing this, he created a garden and he took man from the dirt or the dust that he was created from, or the clay that he was created from, and he put man into this garden to tend to it and to keep it. Man had the free range of everything in this garden, everything, every fruit tree, every stream of water. I'm talking some of the purest waters that we don't know anything about. 
we can only imagine the purest of waters. Yes, we get pure water that comes down from the mountains, but I'm talking about pure water that came directly from the heavens. We do not have that today. And I'll tell you why in a few moments. So the rivers that flowed were the Pishon, Pishon, the Gihon, the Tigris, the Cush, and the Euphrates. Now, if you look at those rivers and look on the, the map of today, you will see that these rivers all somehow connect together up in the area of northern Iraq, I believe, where the, the Kurdish are. I believe these rivers uh, somehow cross one another or parallel one another, but they are, I believe, if I'm correct, that they are somehow directly correlated within the area of northern Iraq. Well, what happened to man when he was created, God, whom man could see, who he could interact with, who who he knew the personal and physical identity of, walked with God. And God walked with him and God told man, you may surely eat of every tree of this garden. In verse 16, he said that you can have everything in this garden. However, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because God said, for in that day that you do, you shall surely die. Now, that's okay for someone like God to say, because he knows what that tree is all about. But you have to remember, man is 100% human. He is not 100% God, though he knows the physical identity of God at this point. He is not God. He is not his creator. God is man's creator. Man is the created by God. And so God has told him what he can and cannot do. Now, if you've been listening to the traveling pulpit, you've heard me say one time or another that if you want something, if you want someone not to do something you want them to do, tell them what they can't do. Maybe that came out right. Maybe that came out wrong. But my, my point is. Man was told what not to do. And, you know, being 100 percent human, you know what came to his mind? I believe now this is me. I believe what came to his mind was why. Why can I eat of every tree in the garden, but I cannot eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because God said, if I do, I'll die. But the question remains. Why? You see, being 100% man, God gave the creation, the man creation, 100% choice. Man has a choice. You have a choice, brothers. I have a choice. What we are seeing right now out in this world today are people making a choice on how they want to act. In certain situations based on the actions of others. You see, in the news, I can't think of his name, but the police officer from Minnesota put a knee 
in the neck of George Floyd. And two other officers put their knees, both of their knees, in the back of George Floyd with one officer standing guard while the murder was happening. Now, these men, all four of them, will now have to live the rest of their days on this earth with the choice that they made because they chose not to help this man, but they chose to to a partnership and murdering this man. That is what they will have to live with because they made a choice. I'm telling you this because you have to make a choice, brothers, sisters as well. If you're listening, you have to make a choice. You can either choose the hope of the world, a hope of salvation in Christ, or you can choose to put your hope in the dysfunctionality of this world and the choice is yours and God has given you that choice. It is not a simple choice to not make. We're seeing protests, which I'm all for. I'm all for a protest, but we're seeing riots and we're seeing looting. Now, certain people may feel that these are ways of getting their voice heard and certain people feel by doing these things, they are going after those things that have oppressed them for for such a long time as, as they were doing when they were doing the riot and looting. But I have to say I'm against riot rioting and looting. I am all for protesting. You see, when Martin Luther King and and the civil rights movement was in effect, it was the most effective way of making change. And I feel that the young people today are making change by destroying things. You know, that's their choice. I've made my choice. I can't not try to stop them from making their choice. I can only tell them, like I'm telling you right now here on the traveling pulpit, that you have a choice because the world has already made its choice. But I come to you because of what the Lord says in Genesis 2, 7 through 17. You have a choice to make. And the choice is up to you, whether you will serve the creator of the world or you will serve the creature of the world. And the choice is yours. And while you make that choice, let me take you over to Matthew, Matthew 10, Matthew 10, 30, um, 10, uh, verse 39, chapter 10 and verse 39. Jesus is telling, telling us, he's telling us today, whoever finds his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for Christ's sake will find it. What he is saying, what Jesus is saying is we must choose to take up our cross and follow him daily. 
no matter what we see on the news, no matter how emotional we will become because of what we see on the news, no matter how emotional we may feel to want to go out and retaliate because of what we see on the news. Jesus is telling us to take up our cross and follow him. He did not say, take up your cross and go riot, go loot, go steal, go kill. No, he's not saying that. What he is saying, he says, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus is the only way. He is the only way. The world will not accept Jesus because Jesus is standing between us and the father. And he says the only way to the father is through him. So if you choose to have a relationship with Christ in order to have a relationship with his father, I encourage you to take up your cross and follow him. But if you choose and you can do this, if you choose not to and you go and you try to make peace or change, or you try to do something on your own outside of God's will, you will lose your life. God is Jesus in this part of scripture, Matthew 10, 39. He's talking about a lifetime relationship. He's talking about an eternal relationship. Take up your cross and follow me. But if not, you will lose me. In the days ahead, which are some very difficult days ahead, I made a promise on last week that the traveling pulpit will be here to deliver the messages that need to be delivered, to extend to you the hope that only can be found in Christ Jesus, to show you the true nature and the true love of what a Christ-like relationship is about. I'm going to be here. The traveling pulpit is going to be here. And the traveling pulpit is dedicated to preaching and teaching the word of God so that you may know what it means to be in a real relationship with a real savior who wants to have a relationship with you and not someone of this world who only wants to use you and take up your 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 eternal opportunity so that you will not spend eternity with the father but you will spend eternity in a river or a lake of fire I do not want that for you. And I pray that you do not want that for yourself. So today you have a choice. You have a choice, brother. You have a choice, sister. And I just pray that that choice is for Christ. Take up your cross and follow him. That is my time. I want to thank you for just giving me the opportunity to come and just give a a brief message about our current events in the world. There are so many things that are going on in our world right now that I promise you, as long as the Lord allows me to, the traveling pulpit will be here to bring awareness of what's going on out in the world. But it will not bring awareness in a way that will motivate you to go out to kill, steal or destroy. But it will motivate you in a way to bow or kneel and put your hands together and look up to heaven and say, Father, what must I do 
to be saved. That's my time again. I've said it before. I've said it once before. I'm saying it again. I love you. I love what the Lord has allowed me to do. I have chosen to love the Lord with my heart and my life. And I pray that you will do the same also. For the traveling pulpit, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, telling you that I love you and I look forward to doing this again with you on next week. Bye for now.